time for a bit of a confession, listeners. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful downtown Splendid West Virginia, home to some of the most extraordinary children and creatures and things, and a much higher than average number of kid superheroes and kid astronauts and time-traveling teens, much more. Some people think the mysterious experiments of my lab have something to do with the strange occurrences of this town. That, my friends, is maybe a little bit true. I'm sure what you've heard goes far beyond the truth, so I'm here to set the record straight. Last week's stories were all about doing the right thing. And it got me thinking. I haven't been completely honest with you. My son, kid superhero Buck Travers, took over an episode a few weeks ago, episode 18, I believe, and told you a little bit about himself and how he became a superhero. And while he has an active imagination indeed, There was some little bit of truth to his tale, I guess. It got me thinking, perhaps it's time to tell you my story. Where to begin? The Bug Beast. As you know, I am a professor of science with a special interest in bugs. They call that entomology. One day, a few years back, my smartest student, Beverly Barter, was taking a test, when suddenly her pencil slipped out of her hand and rolled onto the hard tile floor below. It rolled further away, and underneath a forbidden door at the back of my classroom, no one enters that room. No one but me. That is the do-not-enter room. My son entered it once. Of course, you know that. You've heard that story. Beverly Barter entered it, too. Beverly panicked. That was her lucky pencil. She had earned an A grade on every test she'd ever taken with it. She had to get it back. The other students were all focused on test-taking. And me, well, I had fallen asleep at my desk. It happens sometimes. What's the worst thing that could happen? Beverly Barter muttered to herself. She slyly opened the band door, walked inside, and scrambled for a light in the darkness. Are you looking for this? Who's there? Beverly found a light. To her surprise, she looked up to see a wasp 
flying inches in front of her face, holding her pencil. It spoke. We haven't seen a human in here other than Professor Theo and his son for quite some time. Beverly fainted. She awoke on the ground, surrounded by living, breathing bugs of all shapes and sizes. She couldn't stand. They had tied her up. Let me go! The crowd of ants and beetles and caterpillars and mosquitoes and ticks and much more hushed and stepped aside as a cockroach named Connor approached. He walked right up to Beverly's eye and demanded, We'll untie you if you help us escape. Escape? According to the bugs, Professor Theo was a big bully. That's not true. I am as kind and gentle as they come. But the bugs told Beverly that I experiment on them constantly and never let them outside to enjoy and explore nature. We've been waiting for years for someone to come and rescue us, the wasp, Winnie, convincingly chimed in. Beverly formulated an escape plan with the hundreds of now cheering, creepy crawlies. Beverly sneakily re-entered the classroom, grabbed her backpack, and then returned to the do-not-enter lab. She opened the backpack, removed all of its belongings, and said, It'll be tight, but you all can cram in. I hope this works, Connor the cockroach said to Winnie the wasp. Beverly re-entered the classroom just in time. Apparently, I had just woken up. Time's up, I announced sleepily. I rose and collected the tests. Beverly rushed toward the exit. Miss Barter, I commanded, you only finished half your test. That's not like you. No, I'll, I'll do better next time, Beverly promised. Beverly ran out of the room, out into the hall, and then outside, far away from campus. After finding a safe spot, she opened her backpack, and hundreds of insects crawled and flew out. Connor and Winnie were the last two bugs to exit. Connor the cockroach laughed as he scurried away. Winnie the wasp flew in front of Beverly and spoke. You seem sweet. I'm so very sorry for what is about to happen. All the bugs were gone. Beverly was confused. Why would Winnie say that? Across campus, I had figured out that my secret lab had been tampered with, and I knew exactly who was to blame. Beverly, you have no idea what you've done. Those bugs will destroy everything. By the time I caught up with Beverly, it was too late. The bugs multiplied and grew and formed together to make a giant bug-beast villain that began mashing the city and terrifying its residents. You should have known better, Beverly, I scolded. Do I seem like a bad guy to you? No, she replied. I explained that my prohibited lab and the top-secret work conducted there I'd long been developing formulas to create the perfect superhero, both strong and smart and fast. 
Something I could never test on humans, of course. But I test them out on bugs in the controlled environment of my do-not-enter lab. That's the ethical thing to do, right? What's not so controlled now, Beverly observed, I'm sorry. There were odd side effects that I couldn't explain. Not only were the bugs super strong and smart and fast, they began talking and multiplying uncontrollably. And in the fresh air, their size increases dramatically. When you let them out, Beverly, you gave them freedom to become the ultimate supervillain. Is there any way we can stop them? Beverly asked. Maybe. Every superhero or supervillain has a weakness. And of course I had a backup plan. A bug beast trap built into the basement of my home. There's a lab there too. It's not far off campus. In the event of a disaster like this, we had to lure the giant there. The bug beast was thrashing and buzzing and growing ever more powerful as it pummeled the city of Splendid more and more. Abruptly, it stopped. It was drawn east, away from the downtown and toward my home, thankfully. A strong floral scent and a distinct light put the bug beast in a trance and attracted it. This has to work. I said nervously. What if it didn't? The bug beast stomped closer to my home, and as it approached its destination, that bug beast began to break into smaller parts that swarmed and crawled quickly toward my basement. It's working, Beverly said excitedly, and it was. In no time, thousands of bugs were confined and no longer posed a threat to the town or university. I closed the door tight on my creation run amuck, and promised to make the appropriate adjustments to dispower them. And I swore Beverly Barter to secrecy. She agreed on one condition. You let me make up that test? I agreed. And she got an A. I also kept up my end of the bargain. The bug-beast debacle was enough for me to realize that my experiments had gone too far. It wasn't enough that my son was a kid superhero, but the bug-beast inadvertently released from my lab nearly destroyed my hometown. So you can see how people talk and how rumors spread over a little thing like that. Still, people think all the other strange things of Splendid are somehow tied to my lab. And they speak of bug beasts and kid superheroes and time-traveling teens and more. But I can assure you, I'm only a little bit responsible for all these strange occurrences there's something else going on out there in Splendid, listeners. And it's important that we figure out exactly what. That's all for this week. I'll be back next week, listeners. March is right around the corner, and hopefully spring. 
is near as well. March will bring a brand new three-part time-traveling teens adventure, and kid superheroes Buck and Tracy will return in double trouble. And if I can locate those computer whiz kids Tanner and Max and get an update on their whereabouts and adventure, I'll share it with you. In the meantime, I'm Professor Theodore Travers. Be good to each other and have a wild and wonderful week. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a bat. Or a blob. Or a bug. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Thank you.